Welcome to the Living Parables Podcast, where we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the sanctifying work of God's Holy Word. I'm Nate, your host. To all listeners tuning in, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate each and every single one of you. And now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a brand new week, brand new episode. I pray that it's treating you well so far. First and foremost, I want to say a big thank you to you all for your devotion to this podcast. But I want to say a special thank you to all those who have been faithful from the very beginning, uh, faithful for many seasons. And it's not just to a podcast. And I think that's where we get mixed up. It's faithfulness to the Word of God. The reason why you like this podcast is not because of its flashy lights. Of course, on a podcast, there are no lights. Fun soundtracks, loud noises, silliness. It's strictly Word of God based. In a world where the world pushes the word down, pushes the word off to the side. What we do as believers in Jesus Christ is we exalt his word. His words are the words of eternal life. They are the life source of our whole entire being. And that is what we exalt on this show. We exalt the word of God. It's not about Nate's stories. It's not about what he goes through on a daily basis. It's not even the stories that I go through that make me out to be some kind of a hero. It's exalting Christ. And I'll be really honest with you. 100% honest. We are still focused on 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. And here's what it says. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants or slaves for Jesus' sake. And that is exactly what we're all about here. We're, here. we're here to preach Christ. We're here to exalt the Word. And we're here to further your walk with the Lord. So, this has been... An amazing series that we've gone through. An amazing season that we've, that we've gone through. And once again, these, these studies come from my curiosity and questions that I ask myself. So that's where they really generally come from. So the reality is, I get these ideas and these, these thoughts, and I you know, write them down. We, I do studies on them for my own personal holiness and, and righteousness, which, again, I am very much in lacking. And I want to share them with you. And that's why 
That's why we do it. So I'm incredibly grateful for you and for your devotion and your love for the Lord, because that's what it's all about. So with all that, we come to the end of season seven, and it's just have it's truly been a blessing to do that. And I'll be honest, in the beginning of the season, it was it was rough. It was it was a hard time getting that kind of motivation going and and really really being focused on those things. So the truth is we here at Living Parables are not focused on the glory. We're not focused on the power. We're not, we're not even focused on the influence. We are truly focused on exalting Christ Jesus as Lord. And, and truly, that's what it's all about. It's all about that. So, today we're just going to have a little a mini lesson on kind of just kind of where I'm at and what's the state of the podcast. And I'm a I will quench all the fears right now or all the all the questions. We're going to go strong. I don't I don't see this ending but as i'm recording this we are in pretty deep in the have you considered my servant series and so with that i'm taking a little bit of a break because on tuesday nights for the men's study I was trying to find something to to study on. And you know, we've studied all these different books and it's been it's been a blast doing that. And I was just thinking to myself, man, what are we what am I going to do? So I prayed about it and uh, Romans was just sitting there. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, Romans is a that's a pretty lengthy book. I mean, it, it doesn't have three chapters like the other books that we've had. So I went for the challenge. And so as of October 5th, and this is when this is recorded, so we'll be af way after that by the time this releases. But I'm going to be knee-deep in study in Romans. See, a lot of times in this world we can get busy and get distracted with things, and so it's really important to take a step back, honor God for who He is, give Him your undivided attention in studying His Word. And remember, we don't study because of academic purposes. We don't study because we want to get some kind of uh, merit badge, but we study because we love the Lord and we want to know Him deeper and deeper. That's the whole purpose of studying the Bible. So 
here we are. And we've reached this point to, to where we're at the end of season seven. And I'll just share this with you when we come back, God willing, we are going to be hitting the ground running in a book study of Romans. I don't want you to miss that. Matter of fact, that may even take up all of season eight. I don't know. Only God knows. Only God permits those things. So we'll see how it goes. So that's ultimately the goal. Again, the only thing I know is the present right now. And I can't see the, the future, nor would even consider saying, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, we don't know. So Lord willing, we will be doing a complete book study on the book of Romans. And I can tell you right now, I'm doing my notes online a little bit differently because what I usually do, and this might be helpful for you, but I have copied and pasted scripture onto a, doc a document and spread it out the, the verses. And I print that out, staple it together. And what I do is I go into a wonderful resource, biblehub.com. And you can look up all the Greek words. And it's awesome. All the words are highlighted, so you have exactly what you need. And in that, you have a huge amount of information that will help you figure out what the text is telling us. So that is where we're at here today. So as we, as we go about this study, here's what we're going to talk about. We have a bunch of things to talk about in a short amount of time. Acts 14, 16 says, In the generations gone by, God permitted all the nations to go their own way. And it falls in line with the study that we did with the shepherd in Isaiah 53, 6. Each has gone astray to each their own ways. And, and that's, so it kind of is a continuation a little bit off of that. And this is what I see, especially in school. And this is not a pity party for me, but I'm literally an island in this in this building. And I always tell you as believers, we're not islands, but if you're one of the very, very few, it makes it very hard to, uh, to be attached to people here. Um, some relationships you think that are, are stronger than others are not. Uh, people en end up showing their true colors. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. So this is recorded on the 5th. So on the 4th, you know, I had a situation happen and I, I got snapped at and, and, and people were, someone was angry. And I looked at that person. I was like, are you serious right now? And then later on that day, I just, cause I had to go talk to that person again about something work related. And I just said, Lord, Help me to understand that the struggle is not against the flesh and blood, which actually segues into our next verse, Ephesians 6, 12. 
for our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our fight, our battle, we wrestle with things not of this world. Our battle is never against people. It's never against people. It's always against spiritual dark forces. And it's hard for us to reconcile that because those things happen in our flesh and blood, but they are actually spiritual battles that are taking place. And the only way we can combat that is putting on the complete, full armor of God. And far too many times when we don't read the Word, we don't pray in the morning, we fail to put that armor on. We're not mindful of that. We're not ready for that. And if I may be so bold, going through just quickly those armor. So let's look at it. The full armor of God consists of uh, the belt of truth. Okay? Remember, the belt of truth holds everything in place, holds everything together. And so... It's the central focal point of our lives. Truth about Christ. So, next we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Christ's righteousness given to us by faith in Him with genuine repentance and surrendering to His Lordship. We are given His righteousness in exchange for our sinfulness. That doesn't mean we're not going to sin, but it does mean that we are given Christ's righteousness as a gift. And that protects everything, all the vital organs, with a feet prepared for the gospel of peace. We stand firm on the gospel. It's of first importance. And with feet, we use footwork to get around and use that footwork to get to people about the gospel. We have, we have to put the go back in gospel, and that's what we're missing. So as we go about this, think, of, think about a boxer. Think about a boxer with footwork. Okay, if you're, if you're fighting in a boxing match, let's just say, and you have someone with just incredible footwork, and then you're going against somebody that's flat-footed, they're going to dance around them all day with jabs, 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 and then they're finally going to hit that right cross, and then it's, it's lights out. So we have to understand that use footwork to kind of figure out um, different angles to come at people with the gospel. But also we stand firm in that. We plant our feet in the ground and say, I will not be moved. And we cannot compromise the gospel. And we know full well in the book of Galatians and what happens if you compromise the gospel. We'll be anathema, damned. So there is no other gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's God's gospel. And we must stay true to that no matter what. And as the, as the days roll on and they get darker and grimmer, the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that we must maintain that gospel. We must maintain its integrity, its truth. We, we, can't, we can't sidestep it. 
we must we must stand firm in it and on it and and even at some points defend it because the world is constantly shifting like sand and here's what happens the gospel gets muddied it gets dirty it gets nasty and people turn it into something that it's not and a lot of a lot of churches compromise the gospel for the sake of culture um, just like Samson he he was a byproduct of the culture he didn't stand firm in the gospel and therefore he gave in to the lusts of the world because at that point there was no king and so everybody did what was right in their own eyes and we've talked about that in studies before and that's what that's just something we can't do but we need to understand that our struggle is not against flesh and blood so when someone wrongs us snaps at us gives us mean dirty looks and or backbites us pray 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 and pray god help me to remember that we struggle we fight we wrestle not against the flesh and blood but of spiritual dark forces Ask him for help. Ask him to come and help you. So we must remember that our battle is not against, and it's not against flesh and blood. And I'll just tell you right now, I just did another episode on the prodigal son, and I'm not sure if we're going to go revisit that again, but that is something that you must hold on to. And and I I went to the prodigal son because it just goes it goes back to. Acts 6, uh, 14, 16, which says, In the generations gone by, God permitted all the nations to go their own ways. People just, they just so desire to go their own way. And we were bought at a price so that we are not our own any longer. We are under the lordship of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our master. We are his slave. We do his will. And we don't do his will begrudgingly. We do it joyfully. God doesn't want us to be someone who is begrudging in his will, in his ways. He wants someone cheerful and loyal to what he says and commands. And honestly, just looking at it, the world just doesn't care. The world is completely indifferent to God and His Word. They believe that the Bible has no relevance for their lives. And the reality is, the deeper I've gone into into the faith, the more precious His Word has become, the more true His Word has become in my life. And all of these Old Testament stories that are historical, by the way, they're historical, they're fact. These stories are here for us because God has given us the blueprint on how to live because we know in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, seeing that his, by His divine power, He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So he gives us the blueprint, but he also gives us models of what to do and what not to do in these certain temptations. And you see these Old Testament and even New Testament people. I mean, look at Demas. He was with Paul at one point. 
serving the Lord with him. And he was like the seed that grew up and the cares of this world choked the word out. And it said that Demas, having loved the present age, he abandoned Paul. He abandoned him at Paul's greatest hour of need. Brothers and sisters, I'm not saying don't, re don't rely on people, but I'll tell you right now, it, it gets nasty out there, especially in the church at times. Now, I'm not trying to scare you away from church because we did a whole episode dedicated on the importance of church. I'm telling you, Church is very important, but you have to understand that that is a battleground in itself. You're gathering together broken people in need of a Savior, and a lot of times you're dealing with, with I hate to say this, but you're dealing with very, very spiritually immature people, very biblically illiterate people who don't take the Word of God serious, who don't follow His Word and His will, perfectly, which none of us do, but they don't follow it closely. And so the flesh dominates their life rather than the spirit. And as a result, you see power struggles, bickering, fighting, quarreling. That's why, I'll be honest with you, that's why part of, and I say a large majority of the New Testament was written because it's to churches, and here's the thing, back in those days, in the apostles' days, if this church didn't fit your bill, guess what? You couldn't leave. What are you supposed to do? Well, tough it out. You be the church. You do the right thing. In a scripture that I'm, tr I'm really trying to live by, and trust me, it's, it's, I've been struggling as well. I'm not perfect either, but... 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says, let all that you do be done in love. That's hard to do. And not just love, agape love. Well, I, I already kind of forgot about what agape love was. Well, then let's, let's tackle that real quick, just real fast. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that's the love chapter. Most of the time when you see the word love in Scripture, it's going to be agape. If you go to agape love, agape love is defined in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. So anytime you see it, that, see, that's why you need to do the word studies. That's why you need to get in the Greek, that BibleHub.com. It shows you right there. Oh, this is agape love. Now my mind goes automatically back to 1 Corinthians 13. So let all that you do be in... Love, which is patient, kind, not jealous, not bragging, not arrogant, not rude, not self-seeking, not provoked. Don't take an account wrong suffering. Don't keep a record of wrongs. Don't rejoice in unrighteousness. Rejoices with the truth. Bears, believes, hopes, endures all things, and never fails. That's So let all you do be done in that. Do you see how that works? Love is not emotion. Love is not an emotion. It, love is a command. And love is something that we must be self-controlled in. 
we need the fruits of the Holy Spirit to bear that love because guess what? The fruit of the Spirit is love. <laughs> what is that love? It's this love right here. Are you patient with people? Are you kind with people? Are you not jealous about things? Do you brag? Are you arrogant? Are you rude? Do you seek your own? Are you not easily provoked? Do you keep a record of wrongs? Again, I have people that have kept conversations through text messages and emails that they have printed out. I mean, that's, that's pretty sick. That's what people do. Do you rejoice in unrighteousness? You're not supposed to. Or do you rejoice with the truth? Do you bear, believe, hope, and endure all things with people, with your enemies? It's hard. It's hard. And the reality is, my friends, that we don't have much time on this earth. What we do matters, and what we don't do matter. And so it's very important to understand that. And far too many times we just kind of brush it off, don't think it's a big deal. But what we do and what we don't do is a very, very big deal. So, as we conclude, this is where I want to leave you with. We're going to be studying the book of Romans. And it will probably be, uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess the thing is, I don't know. But I'll tell you that after the end of this season... It won't be too much longer after that, God willing. But I will keep you guys updated. And if everything goes right, then maybe we won't have much of a break at all. But just rest assured, it won't be... Again, my plans are different than God's plans. But the, the plan, Lord willing, is to not be gone with this for more than a month. Although we've been grinding on this for a long time in this season seven. Season seven has been the most that the most we've put in into a long time. And uh you know what? It's been it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. I mean just real quick just to show you what we've gone through so far in season seven, which is actually Again, this, this season has been such a tremendous blessing to me, and I hope it has been like that to you. And some of these episodes were s studies that I just wanted to finish because I start, I have a bad habit of starting these in my notebook and then leaving them. <laughs> so, so we, we got to get, I got to get better with that. But, you know, we had Revive Us Again. That was found basically in Psalm 119. And a lot of us want that revival, but revival comes from hearing God's word. We actually had a, uh, an episode, Lessons from Asaph in Psalm 73. Very good stuff there. We did the To Each Their Own, okay, the story of the shepherd. 
Then we talked about the pursuit of Jesus Christ, uh, a communion meditation that was only 13 minutes long. So this has been very, very short, quick, uh, pithy type of episodes. And some have been a little longer than others. Pair to meet thy God. Then I talked about the, the Ironman conference that I went to. And then truly the five, a five part series and have you consider my servant. And, you know, the reality is, is we have it easy right now. There's not a lot of opposition. There's not a lot of persecution. So this is a time to go out and bear that spiritual fruit. Go bear that fruit. Go serve the king. Put others above yourself. And lastly, as we close, is it's hard to say this because it's, it's, it's easy to say it, but it's another thing to do it. And I, I've been hearing this a lot in sermons, Bible studies. Just because we agree with it, nod our heads and say amen to it, doesn't mean we're actually doing it in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just because we hear it, we nod our heads in agreement and say amen, doesn't mean that we are actually doing it. Doesn't mean that at all. What does it say in James? James chapter 1. Let's go there real quick before we close. James chapter 1. And the goal also is to do a, a James study as well. That's, I mean, talk about a very powerful book. Very powerful. So, James 1.22 says, But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at look his natural face in a mirror, and once he looked at himself and gone away, he forgot what kind of person he was. The reason why people don't want to read the Bible is because the Holy Spirit has inspired that word, breathed that word out through the saints of old, and the Spirit one of the, his things that he does is to convict the world of sin. So that's what he does. He convicts us. I mean, l- listen to John chapter 16, verses 7 through 9. But I tell you the truth, it is for your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus talking. For if I do not go away, the Helper, or the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So sometimes, we feel that conviction. Uh we attribute that to this, this, or that, but it's actually the Holy Spirit. And the helper here in the Greek is parakletos, which is one who is called alongside to help, or a comforter, advocate, intercessor. God does the hard stuff for us. We get the easy work. We believe. And Sometimes we struggle with that belief. 
sometimes we struggle with that belief. And I want to take you to Mark 9.24, the demon-possessed boy's father. He said, can you help my son, if you can help my son? And Jesus said, if I can help? And Mark 9.24 says, immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. Unbelief is a, is a very, very dangerous thing to be in. But you cannot help your unbelief if you don't open up Scripture. You want to help your belief? Open up the Word of God, read it, apply it, do it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. You can't grow in your faith if you don't read the Word. You can't. So when the storms of life come and smash against your house, if it's on the sand, which is in this world, it will collapse. Well, yeah, but I go to church and I tithe and I I sing the songs and I, I even teach Sunday school. But yeah, but have you surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you truly repented of your sins? Have you confessed him as your Lord? Have you forsaken the sins that, that you held so near and dear to your heart? Have you done that? Because most churches today don't preach repentance. Most churches don't talk about sin. Most churches don't preach obedience. We must repent of our sins, confess them to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, surrender to His Lordship, and obey Him. It's about obedience. So, feels like felt, felt like I preached a little sermon there, but we must repent. And just because we repented and then we got baptized, then we stopped repenting. Uh, that's what most people do. But I got news for you. Repentance is an ongoing thing. Why? Because we still are going to struggle with sin all the days of our lives, but we do have that intercessor, the helper, the Holy Spirit to convict us when we sin. And by the way, we sometimes can get that conviction outside of Scripture too. But when we read Scripture, God will show you right where you are and what you need to turn from. And we need to make that our top priority. You have to prioritize His Word. We must devote ourselves to the reading of Scripture. Again, not for academic purposes, but for the, the sheer, complete devotion and love that comes because God has poured His love into our hearts. And in Romans 2, 4 says, The kindness and goodness of God leads us to repentance. Not because of His wrath, not because He's scary, not because He's going to destroy you, but because He is good, He is kind, and that kindness and patience towards us ought to soften our hardened hearts, repent and turn to Him, embrace Him as our own only hope of salvation. And just like the prodigal son, He will embrace you, kiss you all over your head, and bring you back into the family. That's the kind of God we serve. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that 
that we are ambassadors. But here's the biggest deal. Let's, let's, let's get off that for a minute. It says, we beg you, on behalf of God, we beg you to be reconciled to God. So because all Scripture is God-breathed, God is basically begging you to turn away from this life because all sin leads to destruction and damnation, condemnation. But in Christ comes restoration, deliverance, peace, joy, and salvation. So with that being said, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And remember, everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time, God bless you all.